The following podcast contains adult subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Thinking Outside the Long Box with Juan, Tim, Doyle, and Gabe. Tim's not here, by the way. The newest We're episode. recording here, too. Oh, hey. What's up, motherfuckers? What's up, YouTube? Oh, I just swallowed like a slice of onion completely whole. <laughs> Not I the felt, worst thing you swallowed today. Like it it like was just worm, like a worm. Bro. Yeah, it was like blah, 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 down my throat. That was fucking weird. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. I'm Gabe. I'm Doyle. I'm Juan. And eventually we'll have Tim on the Computron because he doesn't want to drive. Bitch. Motherfucker. <laughs> So painful the vagina. <laughs> when I drive my vagina, it vibrates in an unpleasant way. <laughs> oh man, he's been jerking off to DeJoy too much today. Oof. Yeah. Oh, I love DeJoy. <laughs> I don't think that's. <laughs> he has been. It's a secret. You don't know what's the, going the on. The guy that's in charge of the the guy that's in charge of the post office that's like basically shitting in a bag and throwing it out the window. <laughs> what else? Do you, it's a government. Run facility. Like, what else would you expect? No, no. Like, it's like worse than normal. Like, he's literally like mail sorting machines. Fuck those things. Turn them off. Like, <laughs> tear them apart. Throw them away. Who gives a shit? Who's mail? voting? Fuck mail. <laughs> oh, I'm in charge of the mail. Give me six hundred oh. Puerto Ricans. Now. <laughs> oh, buddy. You know that's what they're doing. I know. Who else is sorting that shit? Driving to every Home Depot in the nation. I would assume meth addicts. You sort mail? They they do things fast. Lovecraft country. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about... (laughs) Equally racist. It is, honestly. We're going to be talking about uh, the HBO exclusive television show, Lovecraft Country. Uh, Currently, as we're recording it, there are four episodes out. Uh, I know I only got through two and a half because the new episode came out yesterday. Did it? I just saw the third one. I thought it was the last one. There's a fourth one, yeah. But... I'm two and a half episodes in. I'm three in. I didn't know there was four. Yeah. So. The third one is legit. Good. Yeah. Like halfway through the third one's pretty great so far and it just keeps getting better. So Juan made a noise when I suggested we do this one first. So I want to hear what Juan thinks. Of no, it I was just kidding. Oh, okay. So I, I, I thought it was like a, hmm, don't No, like. no, 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 no. I, so it's in the. I was watching the first episode. This is going to be the part where he tells us he doesn't understand it. No, no, no. So, well, I don't really understand like where the monsters come in sometimes, but it, I guess he's kind of uncovering that shit as we go. Um, but so I, I, I literally was like, oh, okay, this is another, you know, we're watching something about racism in the South and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's probably going to be pretty good. It was actually pretty decent. And, in the and then you're getting like, like 50 minutes in. Some dude's arm gets fucking ripped off. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that escalated so quick. Nah, just wait. There's Tim. Found that vagina bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Vagina bomb. Can he even hear us? I assume so. Tim. Say words, Tim. 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 We need your white perspective, Tim. (laughs) 
<laughs> Especially in this episode. We don't understand how hard it is to chase brown people down with Why a truck. Why can't he hear us? I don't know what, what the fuck's know. going on. All right. So, anyways, dude's arms f- fucking flew off and heads. It just took me like I was not expecting it. I should have expected it because he has the dream earlier in the in the, in the the show. Still, though, and- I think it's intended to be, like, completely out of left field. I heard a Tim. I did hear a Tim right there. So, here is the thing that I think casual horror fans or just like the regular HBO goer that has never read an HP Lovecraft story. I have never read it. I think that's why. So I know what I know kind of the gist of the right. monsters and it's over like know. 10 pages long, bro. Huh? <laughs> it's over like 10 pages long. Oh, that's good. That's good content. Right <laughs> They're probably talking shit. He says yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> No, I, I just I I loved the the dream earlier. I thought it was really cool. Like the whole the the sequence of events that was going on was really cool. I just was completely caught off guard when shit started going down, yeah. and and it kind of brought me out of where I, what I thought this was going to be into something else. And then you you slowly learn kind of what's going on. I I don't even know if you're supposed to really know what's going on. Nope. Except for he's looking for his father so- at this point. Um, so and he does find him like at the at the end of the second episode right. and all that. So anyway, to conti- continue my point before I forget it, because I will. No, Sorry. it's not you; it's me. Um, if you haven't read a Lovecraft story or you're like not familiar with the work of Lovecraft, this first episode has all of the Lovecraft tropes, but it puts the person that typically would be like the cannon fodder in the place in the place of the hero. Okay. So like almost all Lovecraft stories start with someone receives a letter from somebody else saying, I damn, I don't know what's going on. He's not muted or anything. Damn. There's three of us. Damn. Yeah. There are three of us. Can you hear me if I turn my video on? Nope. (laughs) Yeah. He must be headphones or something he's connected to tell him to go in, tell him to go in the settings because he's probably not set up on his headphones inside of skype that is n- there's no i'm not plugged into anything it would be all three of our mics too at that point you're not plugged into the soundboard are you no right. he can't be because we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to hear him. that's what we all thought. have to be wearing headphones yeah. and then this would not make any sense yeah that's why i said this is so much harder oh just calm down <laughs> must be a, must be a way to I'm just do this you, this is the way damn damn anyway if you've never read hp so, lovecraft let's ty- get past this typically the the hero in an hp lovecraft story is like a white savior it's a white person going into a native community or an Inuit community or a black community and saving them from like the cosmic horror that is typically their fault because they're like an inferior group of human beings. Like that is really, really common. You're supposed to believe it's their fault or it really is their no, fault? No, he like tells the story. He was racist. He was very racist. He was very, the beginning very racist. Of his, beginning, middle, and last so his half whole of life? his career. Oh. No, <laughs> he started to turn around right at the end. I think. Actually. Yeah, like as he was getting older. But like, and so this one actually leans on uh, the Red Hook. What is that story called? Is it Incident at the Red Hook? Anyway, but the the story 
because it like juxtaposes like the original like Lovecraft and what they're trying to do, it creates like this really dynamic way of telling a Lovecraft story by using all the same tropes. Like the dude receives a letter, guy goes to a forbidding place. Like the so, horror at Red Hook. I knew you were close. Yeah. But- so, like, in a Lovecraft story, the hero who receives a letter goes to some place that's full of, you know, Esquima or full of, like, Native Americans. And that's scary because something dangerous is going to happen because the here's, like, these inferior people that are part of, like, this inferior subhuman class right. that create and worship monsters, Right. So here we have the opposite thing where there's this nasty town full of like evil white people and black saviors coming into it. So it's like a really interesting way to frame the story while using all of the exact same tropes that Lovecraft would have used. Like, and obviously that's going to be totally missed on anybody that doesn't read any Lovecraft. But what I really hope happens is that people start to dig into either his fiction and see how they've played with that or dig into the history of the man to see that like this dude who literally influenced everything we think of as horror novels. Like he wrote a treatise uh, like kind of late in life called supernatural horror and literature that completely revolutionized how people thought of supernatural horror in the written word. And it is like the framework for people like Dean Koontz or Stephen King or Clive Barker. Like, so here's this super important part of horror literature who is a super awful fucking human being <laughs> like that wrote his books in such a way that they implied anybody that wasn't white and of privilege was bad. Like, because the, the degenerate, you know, mixed breed between whites in New England and fish people happens all the time. And they're degenerates, not because they're poor, but because they're mixed, like with this fish race. And it's just an analog for mixed race black people. And that's why you see them go up into the North and face the exact same kind of like systemic racism that they were facing in the South. Like it's, it's super fascinating, like on a, on a literary level. And it's, genuinely makes a really amazing horror story because it's just like we're going things are kind of normal we're writing the green book bam million-eyed vampire shoggoths like it was the coolest it's thing. the coolest like, shit it, it was, i just didn't i just didn't expect they it. come out like, of I sh- and i should have no one of- suspects the spanish shoggoths <laughs> <laughs> it, it came pretty out of nowhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like we're in the woods oh fuck <laughs> fucking arm blasts off. I was like, whoa! I wasn't, and if you've read Lovecraft, I wouldn't have been surprised if the black people died right there because that kind of shit happens in his story. So I was like, oh, I guess all these characters we got to know are just going to get murdered. Well, I mean, a mild spoiler for the second episode. It's very early in the season, but one of the main characters does die. And one of the main characters dies but doesn't die. Is it the old dad? I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, like, and several people die but don't die, which is very Lovecraft. Yes, and a some people gets, get ashed. A dude gets his shoulder straight, bit in half, and continues to live and talk. Very Lovecraft shit. The cop was, the cop was doing that. Yeah, in the that's first what I'm episode. saying. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that thing bites he's off, still, like... 
He's still pointing his gun at these black people with his arm just all chopped off. There are some. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm gonna go lay down and die now. There are some gruesome deaths in the third one towards the end, like I'm, including an elevator death, which is like up there on my list. They of definitely things I think are gonna kill me one day. <laughs> I thought so. Just just prediction the way though. It looked, I thought it was a really like the the random ass aliens that came out of nowhere like they don't really look out of place aside from like aliens. i have to i have to put myself in the frame of mind that this is a lovecraft story and they they kind of belong there but they don't look fake overall to me the eyes were kind of creepy and the skin was kind of weird and gross right. and, and it so was cool it, it looked really, good it feels like instead of teenagers in 84 it feels like black people in the 60s in Stranger Things, like fifties and sixties, like it's a very, it's just a, a more mature Stranger Things. It has a lot. It's dealing with a lot of the same tropes and the same ideas, but instead of just taking the like the genre root of it, it's like trying to examine something deeper that like actually exists within the source material, which is a really cool way to approach and the show. For every comment I've read on different sites that I've looked at that hates this show because of the racial aspect of it. You can't fucking tell a story at that time without including. Exactly. And that's something like, that's been It's just fucking true. Forever. I was honestly down for just the story about racism if that's what it was. Right. Well, I mean like I if, honestly yeah, was it's like just, damn this is the cop is fucking weird and crazy like I just I thought it was just good and then aliens started to show, or are they monsters or aliens? Does does anybody know? Does yes. it matter? <laughs> they might be from. They might be either. They might be interdimensional. They Man. might be from space. They might be something that just. It's just so really just fucking weird. Just go read about it. And it's like all you'll see the kind of fucking racist shit. I'm just like, dude. So what I will. The fuck? I will tell you. I looked at the score. I mean, it's not awful, but I was like, whoa. So the the critics gave it an 89 percent, uh, and the audience gave it a 69 percent. Which Very similar to Watchmen. Remember that crazy. happened with oh, Watchmen, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. And I think a big part of it is HBO doesn't always give you simple ideas right. to deal with. And I think Watchmen and Lovecraft Country, like, I think in a lot of ways, the titillation of nudity in, like, shows like uh, Westworld and Game Deadwood and Game of Thrones distract from the serious ideas that are in those shows and people just kind of ignore it because boobs. But like, I, I mean, even like the wire and stuff like that is an incredibly good show that deals with really serious subjects. Hasn't been on for 20 years. So before I ask Tim what he thinks, I want to read the description because we haven't gotten there yet. Oh yeah. Sorry. Lovecraft country is America is an American horror drama television series developed horror. by Misha green based on the 16th novel of the same name by Matt Ruff, starring Journey Jur- Smollett and Jonathan Majors. It premiered on August 16th, 2020 on HBO. It's about a young black man who travels across the segregated 50s United States in search of his missing father, learning of dark secrets plaguing a town on which famous horror writer H.P. Lovecraft supposedly based the location of many of his fictional tales. I like that. I like that it's, it's very, Ardum, not very Arkham. fucking vague. Well, and it has to be, I think. You can't, like, lay out. They're going for a show that's going to catch you off guard at different places. You can't be like, here's what it is. I, I thought I was going to be like, oh, it's going to be good in a way that Chernobyl was. Like, it was good, but it was such drudgery. Yeah. And then 
crazy shit started happening and it pulled me back in again. I was like, yes. I so, think every episode's kind of been like that too, yeah. like where it starts out like drudgery a little bit, but good drudgery and right. then like interesting up interesting shit. things are happening, but then all of a sudden you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so Tim, Tim, what do you Tim? think, buddy? You're fine. Louder. Hopefully. Louder. Well, louder, I guess, for Doyle, because he can't hear you. No, I can hear you. I just assume they can't. Oh, I, I got a mic. I don't know. Oh, okay. We'll see. We'll see. savior like the there are legitimate monsters attacking everyone and the white people still have time to be racist <laughs> yeah. so, isn't that just like a white man tim, tim. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, that, that's one of the things i love about the show because it just makes the main characters look so much better and then uh i'd, I'd have to say episode three with the haunted house is probably my favorite episode so fuck yeah we're the only ones that have watched it, Tim. It's fucking rad. Yeah, that that episode gets real. Gets real, real. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, it's already getting kind of real where I'm at in it. So let's see what these bitch fucking audience members say. I, I wonder if it tells me. It's gonna be like it's too it's too dealy with race. No liking, no more. <laughs> I can see how that does get all lives matter at some point. Because, like I said, like I told Tim, like the companion podcast, in my opinion, is unlistenable to because it's like that on fucking steroids. It's like only black people matter and black artists are better than any other kind of artist. And every black artist is just a fucking genius. And I'm just like, I don't know how I can sit this and keep listening through this. Like, in the same, in much in the same way that there's awful white people, there are awful black people. But, awful everybody. But what I was saying with that I'm is saying, I think like Amin immediately jumps to mind. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are a large group of people that are just like whether they're right or wrong, I'm not making that placement. They're just like, I'm just tired of hearing about this right now. Right. So I think you're just getting some of that negative backlash towards the show. For it's sure. Like, In the same way. It's like I go outside, fucking Black Lives Matter, I watch HBO, fucking Black Lives Matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's which, like we get it. Commenting saying, Why is Rorschach racist? Oh, wrong joke. Yeah. <laughs> What I think, what I think is really fascinating about the opportunity that they have to do this is they really have the chance to, in a lot of ways, like right a wrong, like in literature, because people love Lovecraft. Like those stories are great, period. Like they're really, really good. Much in the same way that like people who you disagree with, like I might hate Ted Nugent. But Ted Nugent plays some pretty kick-ass songs. Like, not all of them are my favorite. Like, I'm not a huge fan. But I can understand that at some point in time, he wrote things and created things that I really enjoy. Like, H.P. Lovecraft was a horrible, racist fucking human being. But I'm also not lining his pockets with money when I buy one of his books because he's been dead for, like, over 80 years. (laughs) Like, you know, there's just – there's so much – to analyze that's worthwhile like the same way we go back with like older historical fiction and we we read it and understand like it's time and place and history i think it's really important to do that with things like this and in the same way that it was important to retranslate and find different ways to explain beowulf from thousands and thousands of years ago it's good to re-examine and try the ideas that are in lovecraft in a modern setting using modern ideals to see if there's something to learn from that in fiction too like and that's 
that's a really cool way to do it because a lot of the time the thing that people complain the most about with like Lovecraftian like movies and stories is they're just super derivative. It's always the same thing with like very few exceptions, which would probably be like in the mouth of madness, which takes like the sensibilities of a Lovecraft story, but is not based on a Lovecraft story. And then like the color out of space, which just came out with Nicolas Cage, mostly because Nicolas Cage is fucking crazy in it. And it's like impossible (laughs) to not love that. I haven't seen it. I, so I do. I've seen them both. Um, I watched, I actually watched Color Out of Space a second time this week. Yeah. And to be honest with you, <laughs> Color Out of Space is great. And like Nicolas Cage's performance in it is remarkable because he does this thing with like accents and his voice where like he changes personalities to the point where he is like literally acting as though he's a different person. Like from scene to scene, that's absolutely bonkers to watch. And it's really the only way to convey like his insanity in that particular story. But is that is that where he's just going now with his fucking career? I love Nick Cage. I I honestly (laughs) really do. I like I like a lot of the shit he does. It's. I think he got pushed out a little bit of mainstream Hollywood, and now he's getting those kind of roles. But it also but kind of seems like those kind those. of roles might be putting him back into mainstream Hollywood. What's what it seems like? Too. It's like we've it's like we've talked about in the past on the show. Like he's Schrodinger's actor. He's the best actor, and he's the worst actor, like all at the same time. But no, like so comparing Color Out of Space, which is like directly derivative of like a H.P. Lovecraft story versus Lovecraft County. And obviously they have a lot longer to tell the story in Lovecraft County than they do in Color Out of Space. Like Color Out of Space is really, really effective. Like it's really effective at using special effects and like uh, lighting and coloring techniques to like convey like the tone of like that particular story, which is actually a really complicated story to tell. Yeah, I was really surprised they made that movie. I was really surprised that it wasn't awful because the other one is like it's a it the other color out of space. Oh, I thought- the the British one that's from the seventies. That's maybe one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> British people are pretentious. Like, you can't <laughs> you can't watch it. Well, it's you can't you can't attempt a pretentious project. If you're overly pretentious yourself, like yeah. I feel like, <laughs> and that's there's only so much. many sticks you can fit on your ass at one time. <laughs> but like England, the, the way the way they're telling <laughs> the way they're telling Lovecraft County feels more like a naturalistic telling of a Lovecraft story than Color Out of Space. Like Color Out of Space seemed very like we better get to the creepy stuff fast, no, as opposed to letting it build up. And again, it has a lot to do with time constraint, but I think they're on par with each other. And I would honestly say Lovecraft County is a little bit better, mostly just because it has more time to tell the story. I think it's a really good show right now. I think they're great. I think I think both are great, but I like I like Lovecraft County and there's no way I'm not finishing this season Me as well. Yeah. Yes. And HBO just made a new show that's equally awesome. I think. Which one is that? Raised by Wolves. Yeah, I saw the commercial for that for the first time today. Fucking ridiculous. It looks crazy, <laughs> dude. Dude, you gotta watch. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. This, a lot of, a lot That's of the saying shit, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the shit I watch is really nothing like I've watched before. No, but like, this is like I'm, fucking out there. Like, <laughs> the first episode, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, there's just fucking fucking robots raising chill everybody's dead there's an arc what the fuck i'm not gonna the robot lie. from metropolis is back it's murdering everyone that's how i felt with this show 
because you don't really understand what in the first episode and then you kind of get a feeling all right it's going to be a race show you know i got to get get down to grips for that because it's probably going to hit me in the heart you know yeah and then fucking monsters appear and you're like what the fuck just happened? Like, and like it's, it's crazy. And like murder monsters. Yeah, like there's some just out of nowhere. Slasher movies, I think, in a lot of ways, have ruined monsters for people because you expect the monster, you know, Freddy, Jason, Michael yeah. Myers, to come around the corner and approach you slowly. Yeah. Right. And zombie movies for most you know zombie most zombie movies to a greater extent. Yeah. The idea of a monster that's fast as fuck that you have to run away from is way fucking scarier. That scene where the lady is running down the the dirt road trying to get to the car and you can see the monsters in the trees like jumping out of the trees chasing her ass down. I was like, that is literally my worst nightmare because I, I, I can't run like <laughs> it's not even it's not even like it's not even because I'm fat like my knee would give out like I literally would be the person in the horror movie running away from the multi-eyed fucking vampiric shoggoth and I would just get eaten they wouldn't bother to bite me so that I could turn into one of them he'd be like they'd be like this is the weak stock don't just bite him eat that one that was a really good I like that scene in the first episode, oh, dude, too, that where, was intense. Where, where the sheriff like, and the and the, the dude is like, "What what happens when you get bit by a vampire?" And you see him kind of fucking turn. I think those. those are it, really I, cool I do like that though. You turn into a vampire. <laughs> you gotta shoot that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that comment from Tim that they're still being racist as monsters are murdering everybody. <sighs> you would think that would turn off the racism for a second, yeah. just for a little bit, like especially the guy who doesn't have an arm anymore like j- these fucking people might be able to save your life let's let it go for a little bit <laughs> yeah but that- <laughs> but that's the thing though is it's such a mentality like that's where i come up with like the hp lovecraft thing where it's like when people go he was a terrible person i was like was he or is it just he was born in that time like because by the end of his life well, you can do- it be both you it, do it see, can, yeah. Well, we see it as being terrible, but it's like you just don't know better, too. Right. But no, that's I, I agree but that's why you. I think it's so important to examine it. Yeah. Like you have to. I mean, obviously the race, like the the racism thing, is terrible, and he shouldn't have been a dick. Like, but for for I me, mean, essentially every person he knew was like that right. in his entire life. Like for me, let's take R. Kelly. R. Kelly is alive. And can be punished for his crimes and should be punished for his crimes. That is a very different thing than from 50 years from now, somebody finding R. Kelly's music, being inspired by R. Kelly's music, creating things that remind us all of R. Kelly's music. And then that person finding out, oh, shit, R. Kelly was like a fucking pedophile rapist cult leader. That's fucked up. It is different, but what would stop someone from finding it right now? So, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's these moments where we have to understand that because listen to Thriller, that because exactly (laughs) that because an artist has created something and let it go into the world, it's not really theirs anymore. Like they still yeah. perform it, they still like create, they still do whatever. But like once you've released art into the world, it's just its own thing. Right, right. And there's, it makes it. I 
this is my main problem with cancel culture. And like, I get it. Like I'm super liberal, gay, blah, blah, blah. I hate this idea of saying, because this person has made any kind of mistake, they should never be allowed to do anything again because that's ridiculous. There are so many people that have been pivotal and beyond important in history, in art. That point's even irrelevant if you followed every single person around with a camera all day. Yeah. By the time they hit 30, there's some shit that would bury them. Exactly. I Dude, guarantee you. I did shit that would bury me probably today. Royal said, <laughs> said shit on the fucking podcast that might bury him later yeah. on. I choose to leave it open in the yeah, but like for everybody. It's, it's hard because it's hard because we have an I I've only lived the United in the United States, so I can only speak for us. But we have a weird mentality where once you've done something you can't live a normal life anymore. Unless, it's harder to get a job. Unless you have a degree of fuck it, it seems like. Well, unless you've got like a million dollars, millions you, of dollars. I don't think you have matter. to have millions. Like but, it seems to me from just watching it is like if you come at any issue with a degree of fuck it, it seems to go over. Which is true. You know, you look at a guy like Joaquin Phoenix. You look at a guy. Uh, yeah. Oh, who did the the Transformers? Fucking look at our president, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, look at our president. I mean, he does have a lot of money, but that's not why it went over. I, like, and I'm not entirely yeah. convinced that that fucker has a lot of money either. <laughs> I just, <laughs> like eighteen bucks. He, just, he acts like someone that lives in a trailer park. I'm I, just saying. What I, mean, what I mean though is like in the normal l- l- people lexicon of people, yeah. like you, you. That's a stigma that people won't let go. It's supposed to be. If you fucking get in trouble, you do your time, and that's supposed to wipe your slate clean. You know what I mean? Whether people let that happen after you get out of jail is a whole other thing, and it usually doesn't happen. You're usually marred. You've got to tell everybody you went to fucking jail, no matter what. Every employer has to know you went to jail for something, whatever it is. You got to be on a registry or some shit. Like it follows you for the whole rest of your life, you know, where it's supposed to be like you're done. That's my slate clean. I served 10 years, 15 years, or whatever the fuck it was. I, even for those who got minor offenses, right. I've served three months, six months. Like, you you serve three months on a drug charge, you can't get federal loan for, for college. Right. Like, you know, as soon as you make a mistake, yeah. our country punishes you in a way that affects you for your entire life. But it's life. the government, though. It's, no, it's I just your think, own I, people. I think it... <laughs> I like. I mean, our country in See, the sense of like our society. That's what I mean right. by like. Was it's he tough. really a terrible person? Because like, well, I know. we're gonna get like it's, fifty years from now. They're gonna look back and be like, those fucking cunts. On thinking outside <laughs> the long box. No, everybody. Like Ugh. their whole society was a piece of shit. Yeah, I agree. So like, you brought up Michael Jackson. Like I get that nobody. A lot of people think he molested kids. Sure, he never, including went to, the he, courts. He, Probably, did. <laughs> but he didn't. He never. He, that's not true. He never got. He never got sentenced for. Anything. He, he did in civil court, but that's totally well. Different. They, they they took his money away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but he, but even the kids who like, I wonder what was that specula- was like to him though. There was speculation where the kids were just saying it to say it because their family was trying to get money. Like you never know, but he was so marred for that at the end of his career that it defined what the end of his career looked like. And you know, it's, it's, it's hard because I don't know. I'm not advocating for like love Michael Jackson. Like that's not his music is amazing. He changed and there's no how way- music was, and you can't take that back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the Beatles, not great people a lot of the time. Can't take back what they've done for music. Elvis Presley. 
fucking died of an overdose on the fucking toilet. That is not a cool thing. Like, he was a fucking damaged, fucked up person. <laughs> he revolutionized m- right. music. Jerry Lee Lewis married his, like, 14-year-old cousin. Revolutionized music. You can't divorce, like the person from the creation, but you also can't like override the, the creation exists because the person wasn't a great person because frankly, look at literally anything that's made and you can find the flaws in the person that made it because human beings are fucked up people. That's like, what I'm saying. Is like, I legitimately Tim's think mom and dad and then look at Tim, they created him and he's all fucked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That dude's asshole may or may not hold in his boot. <laughs> his first or his second asshole? Uh, which one did you keep after the surgery? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Tim requires three dildos. Uh, <laughs> only fans dot aggro. You know what it's called. Bro. Aggravated <laughs> artist. Yeah. He's like, oh shit! I said that too correctly. <laughs> <laughs> only available on my onlyfans dot com slash big thick tim husky. <laughs> See, I, like, that actually sounds amazing. Unfortunately, <laughs> <I know. laughs> it probably is true, yeah. but you should use it anyway. <laughs> I say probably. I don't know. Maybe it could be, but. But that's what like gets me Alicia. skeptical. We're gonna need you to measure the thickness of Tim's dick and let us yes. know. <laughs> Standard. Express it in the size of average olives. <laughs> eight eight olives thick. Yeah. Is it two olives thick or four olives thick? Are those green olives? <laughs> black olives? <laughs> Lengthwise yeah. or like vertical or horizontal? I think it has to be vertical. I think it would have to be vertical. I don't know what's going so on. So mine's right about three quarters of an olive <laughs> vertical. <laughs> I got like 18 olives in length and half an olive in width. <laughs> just silly string. <laughs> you, just, you, just, you just have a small rope with a ball bearing attached to the end of it. <laughs> For some reason that has joints. <laughs> oh, but, uh, but no, that's what gets me like really... <laughs> really hard up to like condemn people in the past because like i legitimately feel like and i know it's a terrible thing but like 40 years from now they're gonna figure out like child molesting molesters molest because of some weird shit in their brain they're gonna figure out how to fix it and then be like these fucks in the past you just to throw these fuckers in a hole instead of treating them like human beings you should just gun them down in the street for and i'm no just reason. like i'm like uh yeah we did do that <laughs> but well, like I, I feel like it's gonna and even if that's an extreme example but just in the basic way we we do we things. think about that now like, yeah. think about, I can't believe they burned those poor innocent women that were witches. They didn't fucking know what was yeah, going on. Exactly. Like, <laughs> they, were, they still thought comets caused disasters. I can't believe they yeah. elected Trump. Like, that's going to be a real one. That is going to be a real one, <laughs> yeah. for sure. I can't believe Wear them. a fucking mask. I can't believe that, yeah. I can't believe America signed its own death warrant by electing Trump for 14 <laughs> terms. <laughs> The history Kim books. The history books going to be so weird in the future. <laughs> what happened in the 1800s? I don't know, but we were the best. We need Bill and Ted here now. Oh, dude. Yeah, we do. <laughs> For the love of fuck. 
So I'm going to give it two thumbs up. <laughs> two eyeballs on these weird vampire thumbs up. Right. I that's like that's pretty show. low score. They have like ten eyeballs. Oh, fuck. All right. Ten. Then I thought they had thousands. Oh, I don't know. They seem to have a lot. Then ten thousand. In the books, they have thousands of eyes, but for animation reasons, it looks like they have dozens of eyes. Yeah. I thought it was great. I'll keep watching it. It was good. There's another man in this house. This is my brother. Yeah. <laughs> Just because he's brown doesn't mean he's a robber. Yeah. Get her! <laughs> because Sick he's brown. While they're on him. <laughs> Questions must be asked. Dude, I walked up to I walked up to Juan's door today, oh. and his neighbor's dog like chased into the yard all... <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, before I unlocked it, I was like, is he going to get bit today? Because <laughs> if so, I'm going to need to put it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get so many hits for this. <laughs> How about you doing? What are you doing? I loved it. Two thumbs up. Way up. Way, as way up. As high as his... Yeah. <laughs> as high as his pencil dick goes. <laughs> Three, 33 inches of thumbs up. Wow. It's amazing. I love this show. It's kind of my new... Boop, 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 boop. It's like HBO's... And really only, like, the end of Game of Thrones was a letdown. Like, the build-up to those last two se- seasons was phenomenal. Like, it was a great show. And then then Phenomena. apparently apparently they th- shoved their thumbs as far up their asses as they could and decided to not make the rest of that TV well, they show. they had no source material. Yeah. yeah. Again, thumbs up asses. Fuck you, George R. R. Martin. What happened to Matrix He's like, I don't number two and Matrix number yeah, two? Yeah, he Whatever. never has. I'm going on my time. He he has literally <laughs> never given a fuck. He will die before those books are He's finished. He's like the anti-Santa Claus of telling you his stories. You <laughs> <laughs> get no more of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'll be done and he's, his estate will come out and say... Don't worry, it's done. But we have to release one chapter every ten years. Yeah, <laughs> out of spite. <laughs> it's weird that legally you have to conform to what dead people want. <laughs> like, shouldn't the fact that you're dead just neglect? No, like, it is a weird social construct. Like, so yeah. when we went out to Virginia, we had dead a, fuckers says don't do. We that. had a lot of like in life com- end of life conversations with my mother in law because she wants to make sure everything is in order now that. You know, her husband's not there, which very awkward but important conversations to have, right? Sure. And at one moment, Mel had asked her a question about, you know, who she wants to be at the funeral and stuff like that. And her mom, like, gave, you know, explicit instructions like, you know, this is what I don't want and this is who I don't want and all that other stuff. Gabe's like, oh, fuck. No, I just I just don't – I know that's it, what I would do. I'd be like, you don't want someone at the what? Like, I just know it's painful for my wife, so if she listens to it. I just want to be kind of vague about it. It's not me. I'm fine. I helped her with her computer, so we're friends now. So, <laughs> no, but like, you think the grave would bury all hatchets? But, but it doesn't. Yeah, but Mel was like, you know, are you sure? And she was adamant. Yes, this is what I want. And then, like two hours later, when it's just me and Mel sitting there talking. I was like, you know, you invite whoever you want. Like, your mom's going to be dead. Like, she, <laughs> yeah. she's not going to give a fuck who's there. You, bro. Well, and that's she's what she said. She's you. like, you want you want my mom as a ghost? I was like, fair. Let's do what she asked. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the belief and follow through of that is based on that. It has to be. Like, it's such a weird social construct. Will come after me yeah, if yeah. I don't. 
just but even that that as a concept you want ghosts that's how you get ghosts <laughs> that as a concept is so foreign to me who do you not want at your shut the fuck up. <laughs> it like my mom has said it's certain, complicated and i understand why she is oh the, I, I understand because my mom's like just i don't so want you know. certain people to get anything of mine and i'm like well just so you know if you give it to me and they ask i'm gonna give it to them <laughs> like the answer is that she literally wants no funeral like, she doesn't want anybody there. Oh, that's fine. Then. She doesn't want anybody to know. You know, she told, she literally told Mel, I don't want you to call anybody about it until I'm in the ground. I was like, that seems weird. That does seem a little odd. But who am I? don't give a fuck. It's not me. Like, but like I, my grandpa's. I demand. So, a my party. grandpa. I'm just saying, I <laughs> demand a party. The coolest We're going to be playing Ted Nugent. Oh, dude, there was if it's no... not just nonstop yeah. YouTube of Donald Trump speeches <laughs> over Ted Nugent, I'll be super disappointed. Dave you... was so happy when Donald Trump was elected to his 12th term. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys don't do an episode where you relentlessly mock the fact that I'm not on the episode, I'll be really, really upset as well. I, think I it also depends love on how that we're assuming I now. die first. <laughs> That's like eight years from now. Like, sure you're gonna uh, die. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, man. Tim has way more health problems than I do. <laughs> He's got two assholes and he shits in bags. Once. Like, <laughs> Once. <laughs> and a large bag. <laughs> uh, just don't die then the next few days. I'll feel awful. Oh, dude, if I do, I'll hurt you. <laughs> so awful yet justified, you know, like slightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I called it. The oh, gods, so the gods wanted it that way. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks later, we're talking about how Gabe choked to death on balls at a satanic church. <laughs> <laughs> It'll turn into the Gabe Giannis uh, Memorial Hotline. He loved fucking midgets. <laughs> I mean, he loved fucking midgets, and he loved fucking midgets. <laughs> Oh shit! Well, I think Doyle had something that he oh, was actually he? gonna say. Oh, I just, I just always think about it every time we bring it up because, like, I don't know why I'm thinking about like ways that I've actually feared at one point of or another of dying. And midgets is one of them. Like a slew of midgets, not like one or two. It's like the story. Like, would you rather fight one horse-sized yeah, duck like, or a hundred duck-sized I've, I've horses? I've literally had the nightmare before <laughs> where like a hundred or two hundred midgets like slowly kill me, and I'm like, no. <laughs> if you take out like 40 of them, but then you still die. We we had this conversation back to what you were talking about earlier about not being able to run away from shit. Yeah. One of the guys is like, I don't have to be fast. I just have to be faster than the guy fucking behind me. Well, yeah, what if there's no one behind you? What also, if you're the guy in back? There were like I'm 40 saying. of those vampire things. I'm pretty sure you got to be fast. Yeah. And they were fast as fuck, too. Oh, for that big... was creepy. The... Yeah. I wouldn't even attempt it. It would have been like, this is like I'm going out on my sword type of moment. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a stick, bitches. <laughs> Go, Juan. Go. Yeah. I'll try and save you. <laughs> but if I can hide from them, I'll do that, too. <laughs> Hopefully I'm big enough to stave them off and slake their hunger. <laughs> as soon as Juan leaves, I just find the floor. Roll <laughs> up the floor. <laughs> jump down in the cellar. Yoink. <laughs> Zoinks! Should have looked under the rug, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take us out, sir. I think that's oh, it. Oh, did Tim give it thumbs up? I forget. Yeah, he did. Okay, yeah. and he I said he fucking loved this show. I give it two thumbs he gave up. It I both of his assholes I open. I did, I did not. I dig the shit out of it. I can't wait to see where they go with it. And Me too. yeah, I hope they. I hope they. I I hope they explore a lot of Lovecraft shit. 
Well, I think that's it. With that said, we all enjoyed something, which is way different than the last recording session. <laughs> uh, oh, buddy. And if, Donnie Darko episode just came out today. Uh, it's so funny. Because <laughs> we don't, I don't think we talk about it hardly at all. No, we do, but it's like, fuck you, Donnie, you're wrong. <laughs> See, that to a degree, what I find fine as well. But I was like, that's not even a conversational topic because it's just like, all right. Like Tim's visceral <laughs> hatred of that movie was just like there's nothing to say that like I disagree, but I guess I'm in the background going I, come on I don't Doyle, dis- tell us what you like about it. So I don't kind of have a discussion. I don't like it as much as he hates it. There's like a it has to be a level <laughs> to have a discussion. It's like I did like it, but I don't have to watch it again. <laughs> I do like I do like that they have to be at same levels. Yeah. Like if your level of liking is yeah, it was good, and somebody's level of hate is fuck this movie. You're yeah. like. Sure. Yeah, like I hate this. I hate this movie, and anyone who's ever watched it, liked it, or appreciated any part of it, I'd fucking kill the director. Like, he's just a Canadian man. Ooh, that was weird. Anyone who's ever watched it, liked that, or appreciate any part of it, fucking kill the director. Wow. Do not allow Google to search that. Weird. <laughs> Your phone's like, oh, you want to murder people? Yeah. Go to totlb.com to find out more about the podcast. <laughs> you can find all of our social media links there. Be sure to find us at the shop, totlb.com slash shop. mystery starts. Exactly. <laughs> uh, new things will be coming up uh, here within the next week or so. Uh, I've been working on designing shirts, so we will have shirts very shortly. I'm very excited about this. Uh, also, find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash TOTLB. Give us some support. That's a good way to earn yourself one of those free fucking shirts. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, you can give us a call at 970-573-6148. You know, the last time I checked, Love and Midgets is okay. And that's what Michael... 100% okay. That's what Michael... Legally. Kirk, that's what yeah. Michael Kirk did until the day he died. He died with his dick in the cock holster of some midget. Wow. It was it was sad, but somehow eloquent. You can call us and leave a message nine seven zero five seven three. Is it elegant? Who's 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 a list? Uh, Jennifer t- Lopez was like, nah. You, well, yeah, Jennifer Rosalind Lopez. Rosalind Child was like, nah. <laughs> I doubt they ever listened to an episode. Yeah, though. they don't care about the podcast. They just care about the fact that they've never yeah. heard of us. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking outside the what? <laughs> That's too long. And if we ever get big, we'll snub the shit out of you, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! You want to be our show? Nah. nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Take that ass back to the block, bitch. <laughs> well, with that said, everybody, I've been Gabe. I'm Doyle. I'm one. And this has been another fascinating episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box, where you learned that one day we will snub J Lo. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thinking Outside the Long Walks podcast. Join us on Facebook and Twitter to get behind-the-scenes information for exclusive content and to be notified when new episodes are available. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent or reflect those of the Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast, Baron Space Productions, its partners, or affiliates. 
The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is made available by its creators, Juan, John, and Gabe. The podcast is edited and produced by Juan, and Albie is the co-executive producer. The Thinking Outside the Long Box podcast is a Barren Space production.